Hi. Hi, besties. Hey. How y'all doing? Hope you're doing well. I know we haven't checked in in a while, um, but we just needed a, a much needed restart. And here we are, restarted fresh and yeah. ready to go. <laughs> yes. We feel different. <laughs> I just feel like we couldn't do what we wanted to do the past couple weeks like put in everything all the energy and focus it takes to like really make a good episode and i just never want to put out something that doesn't feel like i'm 100 percent confident in or feel like i put all my energy into like i don't want to half-ass anything and just like talk out of my ass so yeah we just needed a little time and we are changing up a little bit of the vibe of the podcast because i feel like when you first start something like this like something creative you kind of just have to go for it you just have to like fucking do it and once we started like we did like 14 episodes and that was enough for us to feel out like what we could change and what we wanted to do better and stuff so we are yeah we're just reinventing a little bit we're upgrading we're growing um we're evolving so um, and here we are. Yeah, and here we are. <laughs> I think it's time for the first intro of the year. How about you? Yes. Push the button. <laughs> pull, pull the lever, Kronk. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're back. We're back. Can we you pulled believe the lever. literally Live Nation tried to scam the entirety of the millennial generation? What's Live Nation? Live Nation is owned by, I believe they're owned by Ticketmaster, which means that they're a freaking uh, monopoly on ticket sales and like events and stuff like that. They were the ones who funded Astroworld. Or, or I don't know if they funded it. I don't know the inner workings of that shit, but they were the one, like, it was through Live Nation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, like, they really messed with our feelings. <laughs> like, how dare you? You came for the emo kids? Oh. That's low. Wait, what happened? Okay, so, uh, you remember the When We Were Young festival that was announced? And yes. it's, like, this poster with all these bands. Paramore, The Main, We The Kings. MCR. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I can't remember any of the other <laughs> ones. Uh, but there was a lot. And everybody was freaking out. Avril Lavigne. Oh, like, yeah. I haven't seen Avril Lavigne in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot. And everyone was hyped and, like, ready to go. And honestly, when I saw that poster, I was like, there's so many performers. There has to be... Um, it has to be a multiple day event there's like no way that you can make this happen in one day yeah I, it never even crossed my mind that it wasn't mm-hmm. later people started saying like wait a minute like this is all supposed to happen in one day and the the event venue or like festival grounds only has three stages and there's 60 bands playing and the, and it's from 11 a.m to like 12 p.m so it's like what how is that even logistically possible you know yeah they're Other- trying to really do 
the least but attract the most people mm-hmm, exactly yeah and my friend selena was like they're just trying to make the money back that they lost from astroworld um, oh wow mm-hmm. and it's like wow like their their plan was really like who can we um you know take get- advantage of <laughs> basically and they're like well you know millennials have disposable income they they have jobs now right <laughs> they have careers <laughs> it's like bitch we're all like up to our elbows in <laughs> debt yeah. like no yeah and like a lot uh, so after selena pointed it out i started looking through tiktok and instagram and like everyone's just like this is so stupid and, and not only is it like the logistics it's the price of the ticket was almost three hundred dollars but don't worry you could do you could do uh 12 payments of 19.99 it's <laughs> <laughs> like they were trying to get anyone everyone and yeah. i was down i was like if if i could really see my chemical romance live like yeah. and paramore like okay i'm down i'll pay it monthly mm-hmm. but um it was a no refunds policy so you can't even refund your ticket so who's to say you're not just gonna like cancel the entire thing and and that and with this little... pandemic and you're think... gonna use that like they could definitely just say that it's because of that exactly yeah. And it's like, what could we even win a class suit against that? Because if it's, if it's on there that it's not refundable and you still bought it anyway, there's like really no way out of that. And it's really fucked up. Like, yeah. you know what you could do to gain that all that money? It's like, what if you were to plan an actual safe and logistically possible event? Because we don't have that much disposable income but we will pay to see a quality show quality people that we want to see especially after this pandemic like we all just want to do something fun but don't try to like all that stuff was like you really think i'm fucking stupid yeah and i'm not cool with that bitch so yeah they think we're all fucking stupid and and it's really shocking and then they like yesterday is when the tickets went on sale and they posted something that said we're adding a new date like what like now suddenly you you are making this a two-day event yeah okay random mm-hmm. and then a couple hours later i look and they're like we're sold out we're sold out everyone like put yourself on the wait list if you'd like to wait and see if any like spots open up like what do you mean spots open up like people can't refund their tickets yeah <laughs> like what yeah um hmm, weird the whole thing and I is just very really, sus. I don't believe that they sold out. Are you kidding? Yeah. I feel like everyone was well aware. By Friday, everyone was well aware of like, this is weird. I was looking at the comments of that post on the actual we when we were young Instagram. And like people were like, yeah, but like, why does it cost $10 to be on the wait list? They were what charging the people to be on the wait list. What the fuck? Yeah. No, whether the conspiracy behind it is true or not. It just is all very um, exploitive. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a money grab. Yeah, exactly. So, especially because, like, we all know how much that emo face fucking made an impression on everyone. Yeah. Like, we all know how much these... Or they know how emotionally attached we are and how nostalgic... Mm-hmm. Like, all the nostalgia it brings back and, like, the emotional attachment to it. And that's why it just feels so icky and gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so gross because, like... Even just the $10 waitlist thing is like, oh, so this isn't about reunion and, like, bringing back this era of music, this era of, like... This generation. Yeah. To, like, 
rejoice in something that for a lot of us was our escape and what kept us alive in those like years those angsty years yeah like there's something so validated about having songs about like you know being depressed when Mm -hmm. you're depressed (laughs) yeah and like and 2007 was fucking depressing it really was so (laughs) you know what i mean like it just is so gross because like that was a hard time in general it was a beautiful time looking back because of the emo phase but like it was real shit like looking back there was a real reason why so many people were going through an emo phase like it was fucking depressing to be just growing up in 2007 and like Mm -hmm. with the housing crisis in 2008 the recession we were literally part of it like it, it literally affected our family yeah my grandma lost her house my aunt lost her house both of them yeah and like um they're fine thank god i'm grateful for everything i think they've moved on and you know grieved that whole thing yeah and we're like surviving and thriving now but like a lot of people were not that lucky and mm-hmm. it affected the whole entire uh, country so yeah i feel like it is uh, like the music reflects real true feelings Mm -hmm. and then for like this disgusting corporation to just take that and weaponize it and be like well we need money Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like you guys murdered people like if you really want to talk about like yeah who needs money i think you should go focus on the people who lost their kids yeah who went to a concert no one deserves to die at those events yes like and and it pissed me off when i would hear people saying like well you know they get rowdy at those things and it's like okay well that's why there's security that's why Mm -hmm. that's why these events are not just Mm willy-nilly and that's why they're not cheap right like the reason we pay so much money is because we expect to go and survive and come back home because i very fucking right right for it to be safe safe Yeah. yeah like fun obviously but, like, no one is going to expect that, like, the freaking infrastructure is not equipped to handle a huge crowd like that. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. if they're rowdy. Like, that's why you're supposed to have security people there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just bullshit. It's complete bullshit. And it shows where the value in their eyes comes from. It's literally just money. Mm-hmm. Not lives. Just mm-hmm. money. And I hate it because, like, literally any any ticket you want to buy in the United States, it's usually owned by Ticketmaster. And then oh, I made a Live Nation and I was like, okay, yeah, great. You have a Live Nation uh, account, but um, you have to put in your, like, information for Ticketmaster. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it's the same thing, just say that. Yeah. And so I, I'm wondering, like, what loopholes and fucking bullshit they go through to not get taxed or to because monopolies are illegal. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're getting around it in some way by splitting it into two companies, whatever. Right. I'm. I want to be shocked in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Well, if anyone's going, yeah, record that shit. Let us yes. know what it's really gonna and be like. Be careful. Like honestly, be fucking careful. It's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, MCR, but it's not worth it for me to lose my life. Honestly, people. Some of the bands are pulling out. I think. Mm. Oh, actually, I shouldn't say that because I, I, I didn't confirm it. But I think I'm confusing it with the fact that Adele canceled her entire, like, tour or mm-hmm. something. And there was something postponed about, like... the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, postponed it. Mm-hmm. Which, and I think that's, like, a sign of, of an artist that really does care about their fans, right? Yeah. Like, okay, so you're telling me there might be a chance that people could die because of this? Because of corona- COVID? Maybe we shouldn't have it yet, you know? Yeah. And who knows if Adele is the one who... But I assume that she had some say in it and like... Yeah, is that why? Because of COVID? I don't... 
I mean, I only saw that Glennon Doyle, the author, was praising Adele for doing that. Mm-hmm. Saying, like, okay, like, at least you are considering keeping everybody safe. But I don't know. Like, I don't know if, like, the venue is like, oh, we need a, you know, we can't host something like that right yeah. now. But it is making me a little bit nervous because I have a Michigan trip planned for March. And I literally have four tickets to four concerts, I think. Four, three or four. And what if they, you know, get pushed or canceled? And it is really stressful. Probably die. <laughs> just because like so much that trip involves so much like it's much more than just like the concerts but Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day you know like yeah if it's gonna hurt people if it obviously the sane and decent thing to do is to postpone it yeah it's like a risk you have to take at this Mm -hmm. time it just yeah we're really having to consider what is really valuable and mm-hmm. things like that. And unfortunately, it means risking your time and money and energy and it sucks. But at least we can see where, like, the fucking problem is, where mm-hmm. the fucking issues are. Because mm-hmm. that shit with Astro World was fucking horrible. And at the end of the day, it's like Travis Scott has to live with that for the rest of their lives. They can't say that, they, that they're not accountable. Like, they can't, they have to take accountability. Whether they want to deny it or not, like, they are accountable. hmm And it's going to haunt them. Right. I mean, I would hope so. If they if it doesn't... Like, look, I would never say, like, s- people should be guilty for the rest of their life, you know, and be miserable. But I do think that you should, as a person, r- take inventory of the things you've done and, and live with them as a way of, like, keeping yourself from hurting people again yeah where did you play a role Mm -hmm. because if you don't then you're just going to continue and that's Mm -hmm. a very narcissistic sociopathic way of living yeah of like i don't i really don't care how it affects other people yeah just like living in your ignorance right so for the sake of like travis scott being an actual human being with empathy yeah um i really do hope that they that they're not just like vibing you know or like care more about how they look or their career which is what it looked like it really looked like they were just scared they were gonna lose it all and it's like everyone i mean that's valid right to be like oh i I got here and now everything could be taken away Mm -hmm. but it's like when you compare that to someone losing an actual child it's like i wouldn't even personally i don't think i'd ever even care about my career at that point because of the guilt of literally like the people who are now gone don't have the fucking privilege of being sad about their career ending right so i wouldn't fucking care at -hmm. least i think i wouldn't so it's just it's so i'm not happy it happened but i'm at least the thing we can take away from this is like to see where people really industries like this where their value really lies where their integrity really lies if they even have any integrity like you know we're seeing that they don't and we're just seeing like where we can fix things and like just let this never happens again like there must have been something in the industry or in like the people who set up concerts and stuff for it to like build up to something that horrendous and Mm -hmm. horrible and traumatizing and Mm -hmm. it's just so the amount of corners that are being cut right and i feel like i've seen that in many places in the world like for example like restaurants and stuff i've noticed that either the prices are the same and you get less food or or it's the same price and the food quality is just not as good yeah it's a all like literally just a blanket like most places are like that 
and people are just trying to make that profit of all the things that they lost right Mm -hmm. but then when you get into like security you know like you you shouldn't be like trying to save money Mm -hmm. on stuff like that you know it's one thing to make the portion smaller it's another thing to not have enough security to make sure everyone is alive at the end of the day yeah exactly and Mm -hmm. like that should i mean i'm there's no way that there's no laws like state laws that say you know when you have this amount of people there has to be this amount of security or police or something Mm -hmm. um it just blows my mind so i don't know (sighs) anyways anyway (laughs) anyways (laughs) we always be getting pissed i know (laughs) we have to call it out it's yeah that's what i'm here for to call it out bitch yeah so what have you been up to (laughs) (laughs) Um, the past couple months that we've or a couple weeks or whatever that we've been gone uh honestly been kind of chilling more i stopped going to improv because i honestly i couldn't afford it because of Mm -hmm. christmas and all that stuff and like um i was on level five and the way it works is like you kind of want to go to love each level with the same people because you build this trust and community and like improv is really vulnerable. You ha- like you have to be willing to look like an idiot. Yeah. And so, I mean, that that is the leverage, right, of like going to every level right when like one after another. So even though I made it past the fourth level, I didn't have the money and I just had to like be okay with it and I also just felt a sense of like that everyone in that class as they moved up was really looking for like either um, pave a way for a career or something more serious like they wanted to join an improv club or something like that or a team that's what they're called and like Mm. they compete against other teams across the state yeah. And, like, that's not really what I was looking for, you know? I just wanted to, like, learn more about myself and, like, learn my limits and, like, push through those limits and be a little more uh, confident in myself. Yeah. And I and that worked, you know? And so that's why I made that decision of, like, okay, I mean, I can always join back. It won't be the same um, cohort, but that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I can always go back. And I am, I do want to go to, like, the jams on Thursdays, which is where they have anyone perform on stage like literally you could just be a person on the street and you know if you're there I I believe it's free uh for the first two hours and then there's a show that you have to pay for Mm -hmm. after but yeah if you just want to like do some a little bit of improv and I kind of want to join those so because of that I had a lot more time on my hands and I just started to paint like it's it's really therapeutic for me to paint because I'm not very good at it and I and it's like teaching me that like it's not about the end result really it's more about like you know just letting it all go onto the the canvas and that Mm -hmm. like not really thinking of making art with the end goal of selling it or I mean people make their money that way that's fine but for me it's just like a therapeutic thing yeah and I'm not like I'm not an artist and that's okay you know I can Mm -hmm. still just make art for myself and that's what I've been doing yeah painting seems really fun especially when like you're just doing it because it's fun like it's just an outlet to just be creative and move your your creative little brain cells and shit like wake it up like yeah. I feel like I hadn't used it in forever I, I was using it through improv but it's different mm-hmm. like it's a different type of creation you know when you paint that's pretty much it I mean but that's good because getting really comfortable and 
feeling really happy just spending time by yourself doing what feels like seemingly nothing is a harder thing to accomplish than people think because half the time we all feel guilty when we're doing nothing or just like chilling listening to music or like plainly existing and just letting our thoughts roam like we're conditioned to not let that happen yeah to not let our thoughts roam to not have a moment of silence you should always be doing something you should have to earn those moments of peace and Mm -hmm. quiet when it's like no you can actually create it for yourself Mm -hmm. and that's really cool that you you shifted it you shifted you are using that same time for something else that is very important for your own growth and your own stability and sense of peace and like just feeling present and stuff like that having an activity to do like improv or like painting it's really important to like be actually doing things that are simply just to have fun yeah we all i feel like most of the time people do things with an agenda you know mm-hmm. i don't know just things like even like going out like you could have been spending your time going out and i feel like the agenda at least in my head is like oh i want to feel connected to others and blah, blah 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 like you forget how important it is to just feel connected to yourself yeah there has to be a balance. Yeah. And for, like, I, I think maybe being an introvert. I'm, I honestly don't know if I'm an introvert or extrovert. Maybe I'm on the cusp. Well, introverts get their energy from being by themselves. Oh, then I am. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I'm the same. I'm... People would think I'm extroverted but, extroverted, but I don't think they understand what it means. Like, it's people who get their energy from going out. That's what... And connecting with people. Yeah. Whereas when I am out with people, like, I'm pretty confident and, like, whatever like I, I can have a good time it's not like i'm like all quiet the whole time or whatever but i feel like f- for me for my life to be balanced i have to really carve out the time to be alone yeah and then uh, it's a bonus to like add in those little social gatherings and of course as the weather gets warmer i think we're gonna like be going out more which i'm really excited for i'm like me too the winter is just not it for me, <laughs> me <laughs> that's either. why i live in san diego um yeah. it's like two weeks of winter and then <laughs> you know back to the warmth and um yeah okay it's been that. getting definitely warmer and i'm very happy me too because i feel like when people talk about like that uh seasonal depression it's because like it gets so dark so fast and i feel like i didn't want to waste that time because i i really didn't feel like going out and like it was just so cold and like miserable outside but i didn't want to waste that time so like i was really just like building a relationship with myself so i feel so fucking ready to literally just go out into the world and like have fun and Mm -hmm. connect with people and winter's over and i'm fucking glad (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it feels good like what are your plans this year like now that you have learned so much my plans are to focus on my career so i'm really i really want to focus on the podcast and i don't know if we've mentioned it but i'm gonna be a phlebotomist which is (laughs) someone who draws blood um and i'm really good at it and i it's such a good job like it's something that isn't so physically taxing and i get to like talk to people and make them feel comfortable and something that is like uncomfortable for a lot of people like I feel like I'm gonna be good at it good at it in a lot of ways like Mm -hmm. I'm good at making sure it's painless Mm -hmm. and making people feel safe which is like a really strong trait of mine Mm -hmm. so um I feel like I'm serving my purpose which is like making people feel safe and comfortable and shit so I'm really excited because I'm gonna be making big girl money dude Mm -hmm. like phlebotomist like bank and I'm gonna spend it on so much stupid shit. I'm just kidding. 
But no, I'm gonna spend it on on good shit. Like I'm gonna be setting up my life the way I've always dreamed of and yeah. I don't wanna hate my job. Like no matter what fucking the fucking world has taught us about work, like trying to make us feel like it's okay to hate your job or whatever, like it's just as how the world works. Mm-hmm. Like I completely disagree and mm-hmm. I am so lucky that I was able to survive um through that confusing time and and then figure it out in the end and like have something to work towards which Mm -hmm. the way I found out also or the way I found this career or whatever I literally like told myself it's gonna come to me like it's it'll happen and it did come to me because we went to this Greta Van Fleet concert Mm -hmm. at the Greek theater Mm -hmm. and my sister snuck in to the (laughs) general admission GA pit and um I was too scared so I went to my seat (laughs) and I ended up sitting next to like the like best people like I could not have chosen better people because it was like a lot of white people there and I sat next to this Mexican family (laughs) and there was a girl who was literally my age who was sitting right next to me and we just started talking and I just like asked them like what they do and they said they're they're going to nursing school but that right now they're a phlebotomist and they told me like how much they make and I was like whoa like Mm -hmm. what and then I asked them like oh like did you have to go to real school for that and they said no that it's just like trade school and that it was Mm -hmm. like two and a half weeks and so I was like what the fuck so then I really thought about it I did shrooms and thought about it (laughs) and I was like yeah I think I can do this like I should at least try and so I looked up where I could do it near me and literally it was it's literally five minutes away, maybe four minutes away, the, the trade school that was recommended to me by that girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, literally right next door. And so, yeah, it just, like, it feels like meant all to meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I was very actually scared at the beginning, thinking that I was paying for trade school. And, like, I was just afraid that it wasn't going to be worth it, that I wasn't going to like it or whatever. But... I'm really glad I did it because I really like it and I like or the students in my class I end up really vibing with them so mm-hmm. um, it was a really small class it was like nine of us so overall it was just a really positive experience and mm-hmm. I feel really empowered because for a long time I would convince myself that I wasn't good at school and that mm-hmm. I couldn't focus or whatever and that I have a bad memory I'm a bad test taker and stuff like that but literally like my friends believing in me and like my family believing in believing in me helped so much and I just have like this new profound belief in myself in general because mm. because I saw how how deeply like everyone did believe in me mm-hmm. and it helped me prove it to myself yeah so I'm doing so well like what else can I ask for like mm-hmm. I literally have everything I've wanted like a sense of security is so valuable right now mm-hmm. and I'm just so lucky and grateful yeah. that I have it because just in general I just I'm so glad I like what I do too because mm-hmm. that's something that's so hard like people hate their jobs yeah and I'm just so glad that I'm gonna look so hot and scrub people get talked into careers just because their parents think it's a good idea. Yeah. Like, you need to impress everybody in our family. You yeah. have to make us proud. So you have to do, you know, what we want you to do. Especially as first gen. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't move to the country for you to flip burgers. And it's like, well, you moved me to a country where the only option is to flip burgers, <laughs> bitch. You know what I mean? Like, what else am I supposed to do? Like, the only thing I can do is work three jobs to mm-hmm. keep myself alive. Yeah. 
And it's like, I'm barely keeping myself alive, period. Like, without these three jobs, like, like I'm already trying to find my sense of purpose. So, like, I'm trying to keep myself alive as well so that I can mm-hmm. figure it out. But, like, yeah. it's just wild to me that people at 18 or 17 mm-hmm. have to choose what they're going to do for the rest of their lives or yeah. commit to something for four years. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, the amount of times I've been told by my teacher, or I was told by my teachers, like, you're going to change your major, like, a thousand times. And, mm-hmm. like, it just shows, like, I don't know. I wish I would have taken a break between mm-hmm. high school and college yeah. because i was so pressured by my mom yeah to go to school and i honestly feel like it was more for that of like my mom did want me to like find something that wasn't just like um working at a restaurant things like that because my mom has had to do that a lot of her life and she knows how difficult it is and how hard it is so she really wanted me to do something where i wouldn't have to struggle so much but at the same time i do feel like it has something to do with the way other people would perceive me and having some sort of form of status but the status you get from going to college is so outdated mm-hmm. it's so not impactful anymore mm-hmm. and it's so not self-serving no it's the complete opposite yeah. like at this point i think people go to college to like literally serve others and make sure that their parents feel comfortable mm-hmm. and like feel safe like people rather have the idea the illusion the delusion of safety and stability by going to school mm-hmm. and like focusing and putting all their energy into something that really isn't even gonna give the outcome like the amount of energy you put in isn't gonna be rewarding enough mm-hmm. like you're not gonna get that's true for a lot of people yeah and I don't think all of it. I think obviously there's a lot of jobs that it makes sense why it requires so much school and stuff mm-hmm. and whatever. But there's also so many. Like I just know there's so many people in college that don't need to be in college. Like yeah. Like you could be serving the world so much better by like putting your energy elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Doing the groundwork. Figuring out your purpose and i just feel like the idea of the security that comes out of getting educated it's just like an illusion that's been created by the people at the top of the pyramid right so that the one percent can keep getting richer while we're here busy in debt in debt not being able to use our degrees for anything like yeah and and not serving any purpose yeah any any purpose that we feel it's the one size fits all that is the problem because for some people it it is the only way you can get out of poverty. But sometimes, like, people are born with, like, skills that don't require going to college. And they can bring you so much more fulfillment and success if you're not measuring it by the standards of society, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, you know, if you're gonna... If you're good with your hands and you can... You're a freaking carpenter. Like, I don't think you need to go to college for that. Like, mm-hmm. fucking invest in your skill. Start your own business. Like, fucking do it. You yeah. know? Or what if you're more creative You don't need person. permission. You don't need permission. Yeah. It is like a one-size-fits-all thing, for sure. Which is, I think, what I'm trying to say is, like, there's so many ways to make it in this world. Mm-hmm. And to be able to serve yourself while doing it. It's just people believing that there isn't. And, like, the idea that we've been sold that you have to go to school in order Mm -hmm. to, like, be successful and stuff like that. And success is also relative. Yeah. So it's just, like, also, like, if you're a creative person, like, and you know that and you're putting all your energy into, like, this stability thing, it's, like, put all your energy into, like, exploring yourself, exploring your creativity. Who's to say you're not going to be, like, the best at something? Like, the best Mm -hmm. at interior design or fashion or painting or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just doing such a disservice to yourself if you're not honoring the fact that, like, what if you are successful? Mm -hmm. in both ways in your career and in your passion like you deserve to at least try and see if it Mm -hmm. works i think everyone deserves that i think too like redefining success to what it means to you and really sticking with that because the world will tell you i mean 
having a fucking degree is literally a marker that people use to measure themselves against you mm-hmm. so like so like if you say oh i didn't go to college or whatever there's people out there who automatically see you as less than yeah and like that's you know you're gonna have to figure out what success means to you and like be able to just you know just um block out all those stupid voices that are saying that you're less than and stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. because if if you focus on like this actually reminds me of this ted talk that the girl who plays Arya in game of thrones she had a a TikTok where she says you should aspire to be talented and not famous Mm. and i feel like that translates into this in the sense that you should aspire to have a skill or be talented in some way instead of making money and having status. Yeah. Yes, because how success has been defined to all of us is a great way for everyone or a lot of people to end up with just disappointment and being disappointed in themselves and feeling discouraged in their own abilities. And that's on purpose. Mm-hmm. They're trying to strip you away of what your real purpose is and what you should focus on in order to be successful. Like, it's it's on purpose. We've been conditioned that way. And the fact that, like, people feel better about themselves for having a degree over someone who doesn't, like, that is the purpose of... That's what I mean by the illusion mm-hmm. that they've created, the idea of this stability or, like, status. Mm-hmm. When it's like, no, they're trying to condition all of us to believe that that's that's the way to go right. that's the only way to go and everyone else doesn't matter right. has no real worth worth or can't really bring anything to the table because they didn't go to fucking school right. it's so stupid it is and because then you're putting a price tag on your worth right mm-hmm. i can tell you like um i don't know four years in college let's say twenty thousand dollars in debt yeah. like that's the price of having a degree yeah and and so then that's like a very capitalistic way of seeing people's worth Mm -hmm. seeing people as worthwhile and like you said um capable of bringing something to the table yeah and as we all know like (laughs) having a paper or not has nothing to do with like who you are as a person you Mm -hmm. know like do you treat people with kindness do people feel safe around you are you happy are you are you happy yeah are you happy does this is this really serving you this going to school and getting your degree like if it is great mm-hmm. like i gotta say i i feel really happy and grateful that i was able to go to college and the life that i have now i don't i definitely see that it was a privilege of mine to be able to get where i'm at today you know mm-hmm. But, like, because I went to college, because I know people who went to college, like, I can tell you a lot of people are so lost. This was not the answer. You know, this is just a tool that you use for your life. Yeah. You're not going to use a fucking screwdriver to nail something on the wall. Like, you need to find what your tool is Mm -hmm. to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Another thing is that, like, it's funny how, like, people feel some form of, like, um, people feeling like they have some form of higher status Mm -hmm. is just really hilarious because the amount of, like, privilege and luck it takes to, like, you know, we all know that, like, who has money? Who really has money to pay for school? White people. Mm -hmm. And, like, everything else is just luck. Mm -hmm. So it's like, did you really, was this really you who, Mm -hmm. like, 
was able to get yourself there like what like it just doesn't make sense like you think you're better than everyone else because you were lucky enough for your life to be set up that way exactly like exactly what the fuck also like to me what's valuable and what success means to me is literally just being happy i if i ever feel like i want to make a wish like you know on my birthday or like whatever i i never wish for money Mm -hmm. i never wish for anything but literally just being happy Mm -hmm. i don't care if i'm broke or poor or don't have any friends Mm -hmm. i just hope i'm happy Mm -hmm. and let me tell you i have never been happier than when i left college Mm -hmm. so i really don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. like people can say whatever the fuck they want or think whatever they want about people who drop out of college but guess who's happy bitch Mm -hmm. guess who like like you know that's what you should care about is are they happy Mm -hmm. not they're not doing the same thing as me (laughs) or they you know blah 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 like i'm better because i'm doing it this way well i hope you're happy that's all i have to say i hope you're happy and that's a great reminder of like if you're happy and joyful and fulfilled in your life and people are like looking down on you because you don't live the life that they think you're supposed to be living that's sad for them they're miserable Mm -hmm. like go focus on your life bro i'm fine Why the fuck are you so focused on my life or anyone's life for that matter? Yeah. Like, that's how I know people are unhappy when they have something judgmental to say about anyone else, period. Because I'm like, someone who's genuinely blissfully happy in the present moment and happy with their own life, they don't think about other people's lives and think about how how they're falling short. Mm, How they're falling short. How they're falling short. Like, Mm -hmm. no, no real happy person ever thinks like that so i also want to mention when you were saying like that it takes a lot of luck and money and stuff like not just because you said like you know scholarships and grants like there's a lot of luck involved in that Mm -hmm. i think it's the luck aspect can also be attributed to like the type of household you were born into do your parents actually nurture you and actually like get to know you and like there's just so many layers right like Mm -hmm. Because parents want what's best for you, but if they if they're neglectful, like emotionally neglectful, then they don't really know you. And how are they gonna know what you're what is gonna be make you happy and success and feel successful in the future, right? And yes. also like the amount of percentages of kids who go to college that whose parents also went to college is astronomical compared to people. Like usually mm-hmm. if your parents don't go, usually the kids don't either. Mm-hmm. and that's another thing like you just have to be lucky enough to be born in a household that values college as something important you know mm-hmm. and it's like we all know that that's just not true like there's people in, all around the world that like are so kind so generous give so much to the community and to those around them and they don't value going to college mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's yeah. fine yeah that's completely fine i wish more people could really truly believe that and understand that Mm -hmm. it is okay if school is not for you Mm -hmm. like oh the amount of grossness from people who hold education to such a high value and like they identify with it so much as like who they are as a human being it's just like you're so lost bro like you're so lost it's also luck based on how you developed right because what if you do have dyslexia what if you do have a developmental learning disorder yeah where it's hard for you to learn things then the system is literally telling you like well you deserve to be homeless i'm sorry yeah close the door (laughs) well bad luck i know sucks to be you yeah sucks yeah because like equality is not treating everyone equally but helping individual people's needs equally 
Right. So everyone is at a different level and it's mm-hmm. about helping everyone to the extent that they need help. And that's the thing too that like I've never mentioned this, I don't think, but my therapist a few years ago did recommend that I get tested for ADHD, which could really play a big role into why I couldn't focus in college and stuff and like why school wasn't for me Mm -hmm. and that's why it's like so true like I feel that like you know like you just never know why people chose to like end Mm -hmm. their college career and like it's just so silly like I've I've never brought that up as an excuse or reason because I just know it's no one's fucking business Mm -hmm. and I just like it makes me have so much more empathy for anyone who like left school because as someone who I feel like that was part of my struggle that like I have some habits of like ADHD like it's fucking hard and you feel so degraded when you can't focus you feel so fucking worthless in a system that is set up that way to where you should feel worthless like you're not worthy of a Mm -hmm. house a nice house a good job well a good stable income like a decent fucking life like you know Mm -hmm. it's set up that way on purpose that's why people are so afraid of not going to college because they feel like there's no way i can get this decent life because this of the system that's like one size fits all it's just really um a cruel system school is just very cruel Mm -hmm. i Oh, so many things because it's all interlaced and that's why they say like the pipeline from classroom to prison like our system is created basically where it's streamlined that like kids in low low income communities like the way it's all set up is like perfect for them to just end up in jail like obviously not quite overtly even though it's pretty overt sometimes like mm-hmm. oh so y'all be making money off of how many people he got in prison that sounds a little sketchy yeah um so that's kind of over but you know not giving people the right resources to figure themselves out their trauma their like poverty comes with so much fucking trauma Mm -hmm. because like your very root of your being which is you know called your root chakra is the first chakra that's developed it it's all about safety Mm -hmm. and so if you live in poverty you never feel safe Mm mm-hmm yeah and that level of trauma needs to be addressed yeah because if it's not you know people will do whatever it takes to survive to not feel that fear Mm -hmm. and so they're acting out of fear Mm -hmm. of not feeling that Mm -hmm. they feel worthless they feel scared yeah and that only leads to crime and it's like it's literally benefiting people people are making money off of that Mm -hmm. so there's no incentive to change it yeah well this is a good chat yeah (laughs) Nothing too, like, <laughs> extreme, but just a little update on our lives. Mm-hmm. I hope everyone out-, everyone out there is enjoying the beginning of this year. Yeah, I hope you guys feel ready and optimistic, um, just how we do. Mm-hmm. I feel very ready. It's very... a manifestation, because do we yeah. know how it's going to play out? No, but uh-huh. we're going to live our lives like this is the best year of our life, and yeah. that's the key. You know, and being grateful for every opportunity, walking through the the doors that open in front of you and, Mm. you know, shrugging it off when the door is closing your face, you know, and keep keep it moving, keep it pushing. And take leaps of faith. Like, it's so hard sometimes to be optimistic, but like really the only way to know how capable you are is to literally just take leaps of faith and take action to wherever you feel like excited to do so. Whatever ignites like a lot of interest and excitement in you, like that's where you should focus your energy on and that'll lead you to your purpose, so. And someone said, if it makes you nervous, you're doing it right. And that's just so true because if you're, if you feel stagnant in your life right now, maybe it's because you're not pushing yourself enough out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know? And like being nervous and having challenges will only bring you success or, or wisdom at the very least, you know? Mm-hmm. So 
take control of your lives, you know, feel empowered, step into your power. All right. Well, Heather is uh, being a little menace. She's running amok. Yeah. So we have to go take care of that. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We love you so much. We I'm love you. so excited to be back. And Heather is on top of the cage right now. Get down, Heather. She's on my tortilla blanket on top of the cage. Oh, no. Okay, we're going to call it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Love you.